0: RawMikeRichards.com broadcasting from the DKI studios out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. And lots to talk about. By the way, I guess summer's gone. In Calgary, as you know, that four letter word, snow. I think it's nice, though, that Calgary has uh, two seasons. In the spring, it was like 30 degrees. Now it's zero in a day. I said to someone over the weekend, I said, you know, you know Calgary's got its uh, interesting weather. They go, yeah, fall, I like. I like that day. We're going to talk uh, a bunch of things, including um, some performances we've talked about on this particular show some young guys trying to crack that lineup and some not so young trying to crack that lineup do they have a chance as we continue with the preseason don't say exhibition oh no exhibition there's an inference there that that maybe the games aren't real and that maybe the 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 full roster the starting roster might not be playing and there's i, I guess uh, they don't want uh, you to know that maybe This isn't for real, and they're not taking it um, maybe as seriously as the regular season. Therefore, it's preseason, not exhibition. Exhibition. You know it, we know it, we all know it. Should those games be free? Maybe. We'll also talk to some CFL. We'll take a look at some unbelievably horrific performances in the NFL stunningly horrible. Uh, Also, today, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about the Max Domi thing, you and I, Dave. No. Because we've uh, been uh, bouncing around. And therefore, I want uh, to hear your take on it specifically. I do also want to talk to us uh, about something that happened over the weekend, someone that was really great on my show uh, for years. Uh, For those that knew him, he was uh, quite an awesome guy. But the passing... Of Mike Labinjo at the age of 38 in his sleep uh, has gone across the country, not just Calgary, uh, Toronto-born. In fact, Steve Simmons uh, used to cover uh, high school football in Toronto, or at least, and and sometimes he'd coach it. Sometimes he was just there. Remembers Mike Labinjo as a as a fullback here, where that he made his name in in the GTA, being a fullback. He eventually goes to uh, Michigan State. I mean, you think about Dave, that's, you know, for, for Canadian kids, you know, they, they achieve such high levels now when they go down and play NCAA sports. They're they're not just, as they say beforehand, they're not this, there for the jacket. They don't just get the jacket anymore. Uh, they become significant players, had a nice season, at, or sorry, a nice career at Michigan State. There was an appearance in the NFL, but really it was about what he did with the Calgary Stampeders. So when I heard this coming across, I'll be honest. I got text by uh, our good buddy, uh, Jerry Forbes. Right. And he sends me this text uh, early in the morning, and I'm like, oh, God. I hope it's, you know, maybe I'm not seeing. So I just text right back, and I said, are, are we saying? He goes, no, no. So that was pretty awful. So uh, once again, uh, courtesy of uh, City News in uh, Calgary. When this came across, uh, I, I was pretty down. I saw Burke Dales uh, on Twitter. I also, you know, he's a buddy on Facebook. You know, Burke, he's he just yep. a, Burke, he's an awesome guy. And he was I mean, he was really broken up, and then, of course, you hear this on the news, see it on the news, and then you know it's for real, and it's just uh, really sad.
1: A former Calgary Stampeder is dead at the age of 38. A close friend of Mike Labinjo made the announcement on Twitter this morning only saying that he passed away in his sleep. No other details were immediately available. The Toronto-born linebacker played with the Stamps from 2007 to 2010 and played briefly with the Philadelphia Eagles, Indianapolis Colts and Miami Dolphins. In a statement, the Stampeders say they're saddened to learn of Mike's death. He was a big man with a big personality to match, and he was a key part of our Grey Cup championship in 2008. The team offered its condolences to Mike's family and friends. The defensive lineman joined the Stamps in 2007 and stayed in Calgary after his CFL career was over to work.
0: Once, once again, that uh, news of, of Mike Labinjo, all kinds of uh, people have sort of also come to uh, make comment um, Tier Lowens, he told me to my face that, uh, and this was uh, from uh, different uh, people saying that Labinjo was the most impressive athlete he'd seen play football. Uh, That was from uh, Johnny Forzani, uh, who, uh, and again, I mentioned Steve Simmons. Yes. uh, Post media said, heartbroken to learn the passing of former CFL and NFL player Mike Labinjo at the age of 38. Mike was a great high school football player. As Toronto has known. Later started Michigan State. Rest in peace, my friend. Uh it continues. Jim Pop had words. Uh it's just uh you know, thirty eight days. Thirty eight years it,
2: old. That's not supposed to you're not no. supposed to hear stories about people dying in their sleep yeah. at age thirty eight. That's um that's that's devastating to everybody involved. He was
0: great to the kid. I mean, look like a lot of guys from the stamps, uh um, you know who who take time for the fans especially the young kids that that was one of uh, of uh, binges as they like them so binjo had a had a real thing for that too like just uh, all around good guy and uh, sorry uh, to uh, i mean again it's uh, we it's the kinds of uh, moments where you know we like to get the jokes and the fun but the, the reality is that, that that was heartbreaking and so our our, uh, our feelings for him his family what they're going through uh it's not just thoughts and prayers i won't be as uh flip as when i see that thrown out to all i really just uh, you know have to think about those he has touched including um, the emotional crush that that is for a family, and I know that his family is extended into the city of Calgary and and, and the Calgary Stampeders. We certainly feel your pain here today on the show. You're watching and listening to Raw Mike Richards, the DKI Studios, also heard exclusively on Sportsnet, the Fan 960. I was once again in Calgary over the weekend. Nice job at the Ring Road. Um. I go to see my house in the west side of uh, Calgary, and I start to panic. <laughs> I hope it looks good at some point, because right now it doesn't. Doing U-turns and flipping upside down like a Russian gymnast just so I can go to my house. Really love that. Going to be done in 2020. Don't you love when they just tear a place? I like am I'm, I'm, i was horrified. I thought, oh my God, Dave. What, what are they doing? So at least I had time to go to the Safeway and get those... Disgustingly good uh, d- Safeway makes good donuts Yeah And they have these croissants That are all glazed In like like You know the how Safeway, you get A French the, cooler the, the
2: Safeway Bakery Oh in my god my, yeah. my mom's mom My grandmother Who's passed Used to work At uh, a Safeway bakery Really And previous to that I don't know if you remember this Dominion Oh of course Dominion no Dominion There's no more Dominions
0: no more Dominions, no more IGA. That's Sobies.
2: Yeah, that's Sobies.
0: But still, I, I like digging into Sobeys, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bakery. bakery Good smell. Yeah. Good smell when yeah. you walk into yeah. that area. <laughs> Looking at, uh, again, sort of keeping with uh, the uh, sports scene in, in Calgary, um, you know, it's interesting, those trying to make the team... The window of opportunity, depending on who you are, can be considered relatively substantial, meaning that the coaching staff, Dave, continues to kind of throw you out there in certain situations... With certain players, like to me, the if people wonder how a player is doing in preseason, my first question is, well, who are they playing them with? Because if, if you're on kind of with a bunch of spares and you're watching a game and it's spares versus spares, that's a tough way to try to make the team. But uh, I I think for the most part, if um, I see that, uh, like we're talking about uh, Zarnick, who he has played with, he looked good in China, he looked good the other night uh, against Vancouver. Well, it's, it's been with uh, Kachuk. And so, to me, if I take a look at that uh, particular, you know, working on the right wing with Backlund Kachuk, then then he's showing signs that he can actually get things done. So, uh, once again, property of the National Hockey League, the Calgary Flames, again, take, take it for what it's worth, Dave. It's obviously preseason. But what do you get done and how does it look? And he looked very good. And, once again, Kachuk loves the fact that this guy plays with pace.
2: Sautner moves down from the blue line. Tried to find Pedersen behind the goal. It got past him. And here comes Kachuk for Calgary. Cuts to the middle. Drops off. Zarnik scores! Played well in China. He's playing well tonight. Second of the game for Austin Zarnik. And it's 2-1.
0: So, uh, once again, preseason, Dave. Let's not uh, go crazy, but... To me, uh, they put you on a line like that you start getting uh, tic-tac-toe plays, you start putting goals in the net, at least I think you got to take a look at it because it's not a huge deal no. uh, for the Flames, but right now, I think he's impressed.
2: It's it's interesting, too. This, is, um, this was probably one of those signings when it happened on July the 1st of this year where people were kind of scratching their heads going, who the hell is Austin Zarnik? <laughs> well, yeah. You know, because you sit there and you go, okay, he was undrafted. He's already 25 years old. He played in the Boston Bruins organization. He actually cracked the Bruins lineup uh, in the, 2016-2017 uh, season. He has a total of like 50-something games, 5 goals, 12 assists, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But uh, he has a scoring background. In the NCAA with the Miami uh, RedHawks. he could put the puck in the net. Smaller player, about 5'9", 160. I don't know if he weighs 160 to tell
0: the honest truth, but he can move and Fla- he can shoot. The Flames, uh, they like those guys. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Which for a guy like me, at eight, 5'8"? I love that yeah, philosophy. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take
2: yeah. it. You know what? And when you when you see the deal too, one it's a one year a one way, two year deal, two point five million. As soon as you see that it's a one way deal, there's a commitment from the hockey club that this guy has to has to make his way off this roster because we feel as an organization that he will make this roster. And right now who he's playing with and what capacity, amount of time he's getting, is saying to me. He will make Good this chance. team, yeah. and there will uh, there will be some opportunities for him to do something.
0: When you when you look at preseason as a whole, I mean, uh, as I said, depending on what you feel your 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 team's at, you know, it's more that I think the coaching staff and just people wanting to go out and see the fact that they're going back to the to, to the barn again and watching hockey. James Neal uh, puts that jersey on for the first time, and and uh, you know the people are asking me over the weekend, what do I think he's going to do? Look. At the very least, and I'm saying if this is in, in its most shallow intention for the Flames, James Neal can go into a locker room and tell you and, and have experienced what it is like to be in a room of, what am I saying, for the most part third and fourth liners from other teams that got together in a city that never had hockey before uh, in terms of an NHL team that never existed and went all the way to a Stanley Cup final. That's not worth something. Because I think when you're collectively looking at you know what you see in that dressing room with the Flames, I don't mind, aside from all those other sort of things that I'm going to see on the ice, at least there's the experience of this is what it takes to win because it wasn't exactly an all-star uh, st- studded lineup that Vegas put on the ice.
2: No, it wasn't. And, and yeah, he does have that experience, but even if you rewind even more playing in Pittsburgh with Sidney Crosby, playing in Nashville with a very good Predators team. This guy has a pedigree of anywhere he's been, he has scored goals. A lot of people remember him from Pittsburgh, and the only reason he left Pittsburgh was he simply got too expensive for the Penguins, so they had to make some decisions. that Were they going to keep him or were they going to keep someone else? And and obviously they, they traded off James Neal at that time to the Nashville Predators. They got some prospects and some pieces back. And when, when you get to a certain level of a elite – uh, this guy should be a 30-goal scorer. This guy should be a top-six forward. This guy should be a power play guy. There's a reason why the Flames targeted a winger like this because they were in desperate need of wingers. So James Neal comes over from Las Vegas and, and hopefully finds a home with the Flames where he could uh, do just as much as he has in the
0: past. Okay, so if we're going to take a look at the uh, at the West, Western Conference, Yes, just rounding up talking about the Flames. Who's number one in the West? Now, as much as I think I know what you might say, mm. maybe I'll even say it first. I just think Winnipeg is in position to do something this year. I thought that they, they ran into that weird, fate-propelled Vegas team that probably well, Marc-Andre Fleury plays the way he does in the finals. Maybe it's Maybe it's the Jets moving. But I don't know why. If the Jets aren't one, then certainly they're two.
2: They're certainly in a conversation for one or two. I think the the two closest teams to them, if not even better, will be the Nashville Predators. I think they have everything aligned to do the same thing they did last year. And, of course, last year they won the President's Trophy. And I I love what the San Jose Sharks did. The San Jose Sharks have the two best, or arguably the two best, defensemen in the NHL. That's your power play. Uh, Flames fans might remember when Scott Niedermeyer was paired up with Chris Pronger. Not bad. You know, that's yeah. the same sort of yeah. you know, maybe maybe not the same toughness because they're not that type of you know, pronger was was tough. These guys, you know, Brett Burns is tough too, but not the pronger tough. But the guys in San Jose are gonna score the hell out of teams. So So uh, once again I, I they look,
0: I look at that three. They end up being it's annoying, but I don't know how if I went back twenty years, how many years were the San Jose Sharks the sexy pick? Oh man. Out of twenty. I'm saying ten. Yeah, maybe say, more.
2: I'm gonna say more than half.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's it's like
2: and underachieved every single every year. yeah yeah
0: found ways of losing like the Oilers yeah. beat them for hell. Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> telling you. By the way, this is supposed to be sports music. It sucks. I don't know what that was. See, we have to always find royalty free music. It's like sports background music. Sports. Hey. You like sports? Here it is. Yeah. Well, this is uh. Do it, sports. Spa music, and no, not those other kinds of spas where yeah. you know couples go. I'm talking about the other spas.
2: You're talking about the the, the neon light. I'm the, talking yeah. about the, uh, the back door entrance. The
0: industrial <laughs> industrial park spa. That's where I go. Where nobody speaks English. Nobody. Is it fun? You're damn right, it's fun. Don't put it down till you try it. That's for the kids out there listening here today. <laughs> what, does, what does he mean? Well, not, your kids happen to come from Oz. Didn't mean to do that voice. That's, that's true, too. Hey, man. What are you, 40? <laughs> Get away from me, you little freak. You're uh, listening to Raw Mike Richards or watching on the dedicated YouTube channel or right here on Sportsnet, The Fan 960. Boy, there were some really bad performances over the weekend. I mean... Football wise, if you're the Minnesota, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, yeah, you
2: better start with the Vikings
0: because I'll tell you, if you're in those elimination pools,
2: you were eliminated. You're done. <laughs> Seriously, and it's you're been, done. And it's been garbage every single weekend. Week number one, the Saints lose. That crushed most of my survivor pools. And, and then you jump 2 weeks later. I got an email this morning saying second chance, second chance. Let's do Survivor Pool second chance and this is week number 4 coming up. That's unheard of. I I don't get that at all. And this game this game wasn't even close, Mike. The the Vikings, the Vikings stalled so much. Buffalo scored 17 points in the first quarter. 17.
0: It was it was stunning. Can you um,
2: tell I had the Vikings minus seventeen points?
0: No, I do have. Uh, there, there is a highlight that I want to show you. It involves no. someone named Brady, actually. No, please, and it's not the uh, it's not the Brady you're, you're thinking of. No, but this is where I think it really fell apart for uh, for the Vikings. Okay. You knew it was bad when uh, when you see this happen.
1: 15,
0: 64, Fifteen, sixty-four, fifty, eighty,
1: ninety. 90. there's cousins. calling signals. Hey, you guys.
0: <gasps> oh no! Uh, see that was.
1: You okay? sorry.
0: Yeah. When cousins hit uh, Marcia Brady in the oh, nose. let's
1: take a look at it, huh?
0: Yeah, look at this. It's
1: getting bigger by the minute. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. I think we to get to a doctor right away.
1: I hope it isn't broken. What's the difference? There goes my date with Doug.
0: Yeah, see, so. Oh, Doug. Yeah.
2: Doug's never gonna
0: kiss Doug you Peterson, now. Uh Who are you talking about? Uh, the Vikings <laughs> needed Marcia Brady. Or as I was texting away to Forbes, he said, maybe they should go after Mike Kerrigan. What, what? They look so ill prepared. Like it's not like that. That Buffalo kind of surprised them for a, quor- a couple of quarters and then hung on to win because that's what I thought probably was going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Buffalo was better in every aspect of the game, including special teams. One of the biggest plays I thought that the, the Vikings had in the first half was a punt <laughs> where they pinned the Bills like down the ten yard line. The crowd kind of came alive. It that was. I mean, I gotta hang this a little bit. I mean, the coaching staff's got to do a better job of getting oh, those guys ready. Big time. Big I just time. don't know how else to put it.
2: First play, first drive of the game, it's third down, and they take that unnecessary roughness penalty to preserve the Bills' run, and the Bills motor down the field, and then they do it again. They stripped Kirk Cousins twice in the first quarter. I, I that 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 game was the most frustrating out of out of the group of games. Although I, the Arizona
0: Cardinal game too, I look at the Bears and go. Did did not not know that the game had started or
2: that was sloppy.
0: That was that's I a think, horrific performance I, I by think, them.
2: I think the other one is um, watching the Patriots lay an egg on Sunday Night Football.
0: Are we? Is this is, is the cycle over? Is I, the cycle over?
2: I'd love to say yes, but I'm not going to say yes. <laughs> but when you see Tom Brady throw for 133 yards an entire game, and he looked he looked out of sorts completely like it just it was funny because the detroit lion team that we've seen so far this year has been garbage and then they go out like the jets pounded this team in detroit on monday night football week one and the base patriots can't do similar things to them i i i don't get that
0: I yeah let's not it. talk about the jets either what happened yeah well that's uh... maybe they wanted to let's what is this music it's not the world cup in africa Sorry, folks, having a bad time with the music here. Let's try this one. Here's here. Now, back to the sports, Dave. Let's try it. Oh, no, I'm not going to put a commercial on. Uh, at least the Browns. I will say this about the... If you weren't watching what they did in the offseason and kind of how they've assembled this thing, I'm not saying that at some point I thought uh, at this point... Okay, you know, I, I'm going to stop playing music now just because <laughs> this is uh, becoming really annoying. Uh, the Browns aren't the garbage they've been for the last, I don't know how many years, and you want to throw that in there. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not. And I think, I mean, are the Jets taking a look at it like, did they look past them? Uh, Possibly. Yeah, I think so. Possibly. But
2: I also look at the Browns going, okay, well, that may be their first one of the season, but uh, I'll give you an argument they should have beat the Steelers in week one. Yeah, this won't be. I'll give you an argument they should have beat the Saints in week two. And
0: then. This is not their sole win. No, like I think they win probably at least four games this year. I, I think. think
2: so too. I think they could hit the magical five.
0: Well, <laughs> is when you pre- haven't won, which is pretty good for them. When there are years where you don't win at all, five is. Uh...
2: Well, here's here's something. Here's something we should tell you about. Just a hint at the numbers. The Browns are going to Oakland to face the Raiders, so it's an Oakland home game. Odds makers have that as a pick'em.
0: I think it's a pick'em. Well, I think it's bigger.
2: Usually usually when you have two teams that are quote unquote similar, usually the home team would be minus 3.
0: Well, yeah, cuz the 3 points is your is a home is field advantage, field right? Advantage. I look at Baker Mayfield and he has been worth the chance on being number 1. I like the fact that some of these young guys are are full value because I hate garbage football. It's really hard to watch. I I was afraid for Josh Allen before the Vikings started. I thought, here's this young guy oh, who has yeah. a cradle, crazy story out of California. He sent thousands of emails to, to, to Div 1 schools. Nobody. Nobody returns it. thing. he finally gets a chance to Wyoming. So it's kind of a cool story of how this has happened. And I thought, because he looks young. I mean, he, So I see that face behind the, the helmet. And I'm like, oh, God, is this going to be one of those embarrassing games did you see him hurdle over guys oh yeah he like i like thought he there was looked a, like superman I like think. i think i think josh darnold uh, is uh or sorry sam darnold is the real deal but f- for the jets i don't know i think they played a couple of games that were real eggs and again yep. i kind of look at the coaching staff a little bit i think they got to do better jobs it's about preparation and football i mean it's massively important and i think when you see that you realize that the team's just not prepared uh, as I said, Arizona, that was, uh, you know, for, I mean, look, I don't think the Bears are necessarily any sort of force. But but again, when you look at the week previously, the Washington Redskins were dreadful. Yes. Dreadful. Where do we put their, their win over over Green Bay? I don't get that at all. Because I'm watching the game, and Green Bay didn't look good
2: ever. No, they didn't. And the thing is, you sit there, and you're trying to get a, a, a scope of the market, and you go, okay, well, they lost to the Colts last week, and now they're playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Nah, let's do the football math. Yeah. Colts, Packers, uh and then all of a sudden they score thirty one points.
0: So of the week, if we're if uh, we're looking at uh gas can stuff. Oof. Is it Well, I think it's got to be Minnesota's number one.
2: Minnesota's number one in my books, and I think they could get out of that in a second. I'd also look at, uh, well, I don't want to be too hard on them because they're a very good team, but how does Jacksonville decide to score six points at home against a team that's playing a, a quarterback that probably shouldn't be on the field? Right.
0: I don't. That part I didn't get.
2: I I didn't get that at all.
0: Carolina uh, looks like they play consistent. Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Just get, give me a tick. Tell me how much the ticket's worth. I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> it's so true. I'm gonna buy one.
2: That is the most exciting team right now. I can't wait for ne- next week's Monday night game because it's it's one game by itself. It's Kansas City on Monday night there in Denver. I can't wait. I want to see 50 points. The Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes plays like a CFL team.
0: Yeah, they do. I that's, think that's, that's fair. The, that's the, the most fair. exciting part about the Chiefs. Uh, who else? So well, just...
2: laying an egg, laying an egg. Uh, I still look at Arizona as a blown opportunity. Chicago gets the win, and they're two to one, two and one on the season. But I still think they kind of laid an egg. Uh, we already talked about New England. Uh, outside of that, I, I I don't really see any eggs being laid. You know, we kind of discussed them all, and and the teams that won were supposed to win.
0: I took the, I just took the over in the Chargers Rams. I didn't even bother with the points, but I'm like, the total was 48. There were some easy overs. That was that was not that difficult. Because
2: anytime the Saints and the Falcons play, you're betting the over. When you bet the Chiefs, you should bet the over just because the defense will allow almost as much as the offense can score. That's that's the Chiefs right there. And and like you said, the two L.A. teams will score a lot of points. The Rams have a pretty good defense, but that usually should be an over.
0: Uh, I'm going to get rid of this music. This music is really annoying. I don't know what's going on today. We need better bands. Ugh. It'd be nice if they got guitar players who knew more than f- three chords uh the Houston Texans what a we're, are we saying it's just another no show season i think the season might be over it's done you. it's yeah. got to be done it's hard to say that after 3 weeks but holy cow look i'm saying, so so if you look at what i thought was going to happen the the afc east right so what happens now i mean you you like we just assume patriots won and then everybody else everybody else i don't know you're looking at four teams right now. This this thing might be closer to the what three four games over 500 and w- wins the uh, wins the uh, the division.
2: I never thought by week three that the Patriots, Bills, and Jets would have identical right one and two records. Yeah,
0: and and I'm looking. I'm, look, I'm not expecting anything. All of a sudden, okay, well, yeah, that's a bit of a bogey for uh, for the Patriots.
3: I just don't know if they have
2: you know. Well, the... here's well, here's here's what I think. Uh, Josh Gordon will help this team once yep. he gets into this lineup. Julian Edelman will help this team once he serves his four-game suspension. Yep. His next game is his last game of the suspension. So you're getting two key receivers. Yep. Gronk's still healthy. Brady's still healthy. They need some sort of running attack. I still think they have the pieces to beat up on a bad division. Are, I don't think the Dolphins are a 3-0
0: team. Are they 10-6, this this uh, Patriots team?
2: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Because I don't think
0: it's going to be a whole bunch better than that, to be honest. Uh yeah, very surprising. And, of course, if uh, you're in Elimination Pools, uh, you blew the big one on the weekend. I mean, there was a lot. Of, and I'll say probably from a gambling perspective, there are a lot of teams that I think a lot of, a lot of people lost. this so I wasn't even close.
2: Okay, conference. Conference, we we'll are talking about that yeah. one. Miami, Cincinnati, Tennessee, and Kansas City.
0: Those are your division
2: leaders right now. <laughs> Does that make any sense?
0: I don't mind the Kansas City one.
2: Yeah, but even that was kind of like, okay, how do you know? There's some good teams in there. The Chargers are supposed to be there. Yeah. Okay, that's probably the best argument. But really, Cincinnati's your division leader. The Dolphins are the division leader. The Titans, without a a healthy Marcus Mariota, are your division leaders.
0: Well, and I think I mean, look, we're three weeks in. Yeah,
2: I know, but
0: we're going to be.
2: It's impressive to see that Chicago and Tampa Bay are division leaders too. On the other side, do you think?
0: Okay, we'll get we'll go back to we're gonna, I'm gonna skip over that because I'm just uh, you know if, when you don't win your ticket when you don't win your parlay yeah, you're just you're just a bat you'll, m- angry person.
2: You look at week four, yeah,
0: immediately. I got those numbers. Oh, do you, you have don't. the lines? Yeah, I got them. Okay, let's see if I can find some better music. <laughs> I gotta find some. Let's put Russell's music. You know what? All of a sudden, Rusty, your music sounds like a gift.
2: It sounds excellent.
0: Actually. Okay, let's. Uh,
2: well, you're gonna you're gonna love if you haven't heard about it yet. Even though, you know, there was a little bit of an egg to be laid, but uh, you're gonna love the Thursday night game because it is the Vikings and Rams on Thursday night football. By the way, Rams are opening up as six and a half point favorites.
0: The, and no. you're laying the six and a half, yeah. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. People, are, people are like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a scared, I'm a scared. Don't be a scared. <laughs> uh, let's
2: go to Sunday. The Packers, let's see if the Buffalo Bills magical, whatever you want to call it, ride. Buffalo is in Green Bay, Green Bay 10-point favorites. I think Green Bay lays the boom.
0: They have. There's got to be a market adjustment. There's no way you're going, well, if they can beat, no, no. Don't start... That is not, the sport math says that that was a bad test. It was a huge... <laughs> t- that was that you blew your your finals or your your your, your Christmas exam, uh, but there's going to be market adjustment, and at 10 points, you got to think that's different in, uh, in Lambeau.
2: Bengals are in Atlanta to play the Falcons. Falcons, five-and-a-half-point favorites.
0: God, That's a terrible football number.
2: It is, and it's an Atlanta team that's smarting after an OT loss. Moving on, Lions in Dallas. Dallas, three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm leaning Lions right there, so <sighs> you can see that half-point above the field goal. So far,
0: all I'm thinking is, I wonder what the college uh, schedule yeah, looks like. <laughs> <laughs> By one,
2: the way, I won on Kentucky this weekend outright.
0: Good, good I for know, you.
2: I know, I, I've been doing a little bit of
0: uh, college uh, math. I was I running ed. the board early, and then you know me. Mm. Hey, what did I lose? Oh, uh. Spanish soccer, you pricks, <laughs> you pendejos, coño. <laughs> Texans
2: at the Colts. The Colts are favorites in this one. Two and a half points. I got no problem with that. Two but and a half points. You know what?
0: In, in the weird language of gambling, as in lock of the week. mm <laughs> that might that might be my lock of the week. It might be.
2: Uh, Dolphins, by the way, can they go to four and zero because they are in Foxborough to play the no, Patriots? No, I think at this point. <laughs> I know. Did, you say, did hey. you say
0: Edelman is back and Josh Gordon this week? Uh, oh, no, Gordon, Edelman's got one more week.
2: Yeah, Edelman. This is his last game of his suspension, and a lot of people say that Josh Gordon will be playing. The himself.
0: game's tight. I will say that the seven game is point, tight.
2: Seven point favorites are the Patriots.
0: Then I'm probably going. I'm going my until they until they prove it. I'm I'm going the other way. Jets
2: aren't gonna like this one. They're in Jacksonville against a team that has a pretty good defense, and the Jaguars are eight-point favorites.
0: I'm d uh, i am
2: <sighs> uh, Jacksonville Rockle. Yeah. I better. Sam Darnold in front of that defense. Good gravy. Uh Browns. Maybe the
0: under. Maybe I'm taking the under in the, in those games now. <laughs> you know what? I might. I just might take uh, the under now.
2: We talked about the Browns, Raiders. Let's go on to the Seahawks and Cardinals. Cardinals are at home. And you get three points with them. Seattle's favorite on the road. Three points in Arizona.
0: Those are the two teams I despise, as people know. When it comes to gambling, mm. those... So so I would take one of... Let's say I took both teams... And it would be one of those freak NFL ties, ties. Well, where nobody wins. Happened twice already. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, that, that's what would happen to me. That's what happened to uh,
2: me. The Saints are in New York to battle the Giants. The Saints are the three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road.
0: I think I, I'm – not. Look, the book's not going to give you two-and-a-half that we all would nope. be piling on. No. Nope. So do the, we think it's literally, as we say, the pro-line win? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, probably it probably is. is.
2: Uh, Jimmy G – Will not be in this game. It's the 49ers in Los Angeles against the Chargers. The Chargers nine and a half point favorites. A lot of people are saying without Jimmy G, this 49ers team is back to the
0: yeah. three
2: and sixteen team that they are.
0: No, well, he's busy. You know, he's dating porn stars. No, yep. think about that for a second. Mm. Would you? Would you date a porn star? Date, sure. I would. I'm totally yeah. in. I'm okay. I'm totally in. Some yeah. my in, in her day, Chasey Lane. Am yeah. I dating her? Yep. Uh, who else? Would Marrying I... one? No. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, where I go, hey guys, here's Chasey, They're like, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of her doing some stuff. I saw that. What do you mean? What do you mean doing stuff? Mike, she's a porn star, like everybody else. Yeah, everybody. Knows we've it. been we've been in theaters, like gross Pee Wee Herman theaters, where <laughs> oh, no. a lot of noise going, a lot of Kleenex. We we know who your wife is. Could you get over it, Russ? Let's go to Russell. It's your music. Um, I think in the area of would you marry a porn star, which should be a uh, we should have that as a game show. with yeah, well that. And yeah. then throw the name out. like, would you marry Jenna Jameson?
2: Russell, you're on the clock. Yeah.
0: Would you marry Jenna Jameson?
2: And we're talking not, Jenna, not Jenna, not Jameson. Jenna, Jenna Jameson. Jenna uh, Jameson, fifteen years ago.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. yeah okay, that's a right good now. qualifier. Thank you. Okay, so there's another part. Uh, now or before? Oh. Now or in its day? There you go. So would you marry her, Russell? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I can't imagine how upset she is after hearing this. <laughs> like, no! She's going to decapitate herself like uh, Savannah. That was not a good ending. There are rarely good endings in the porn no, world.
2: There yeah, there's not too many uh, novels that, and that was the end of my yeah. beautiful career. Yeah,
0: apparently she got in a car accident and then didn't like how it turned out, and... Mm. Uh, that's the rest night. of the story. Monday night <laughs> yeah. night. Okay,
2: uh, Kansas City minus four. They're minus four in the Mile High City against the Denver Broncos. I'm on them. I'm not changing uh, I'm, my mind. I'm on them too. Yep, uh, I like that. I'm a massive believer of the Kansas City Chiefs. I understand their defense stinks, but I love, 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 love their offense.
0: Yeah, I do too. It doesn't matter. You know. So, did you like watching the uh, uh, the Phoenix Suns? Because I got news for you. That wasn't over. Nope. So they go, yeah, we can put up 120 points on on, on the Suns, and then Steve Nash would say, well, 120, yeah, we'll, we'll put up 135, <laughs> we we'll by 15. Yeah, I don't, we don't care. Score 60 That's points bad, and a half on us, uh, we fine.
2: Defense wins championships, but offense get the girls. Yeah, oh, do they ever, Dave? Yep.
0: There you go. Do they ever? Uh, what do we got That's going? Uh, on? Week
2: four of the NFL.
0: What do we got going on Twitter here? Um,
2: a lot of Tiger Woods stuff on Twitter, by the way. And we're not just talking about memes of him at Denny's and celebrating a win at Denny's. Yes, we know he likes Denny's and he does well at Denny's. But I'm just saying,
0: Tiger Woods. Unbelievable! It's uh, it's. You know, people are calling this a comeback win.
2: Mm. And some people are really overreacting, calling it the greatest comeback in sports history. Which is, kind if, it
0: of, masters, kind of stupid. if it were the Masters, if it were the Masters, and it was, if it were a tournament, uh, if it was a major, uh, I don't know. I I just he has played good golf, as we've seen. Uh, it, it it was, but a, a comeback winning the Tour Championship. I don't know. I I. I think it's I think it's a tremendous feat because I didn't know if he'd even win again. But if you're if you're looking at uh, you know this is 80th 80th PJ Tour win. Am I happy for him? Yeah, I'm happy for him. Uh, for the uh, unbelievable amounts of uh, uh, what are, I don't know what Tiger fans are called. It's not an army. It's not the nation. I, they've never had a nickname no, as far as I know. Been,
2: no. Yeah, and uh, nobody walks around saying, "Hey, I'm a tiger girl," because
0: because you know what? Hmm. (laughs) That's another story that doesn't really end well.
2: No, no, it doesn't.
0: So you're a waitress, um, (laughs) but it was you know the season-ending tournament, which also has the drama to it, right? Yeah. Um,
2: by the way, Ryder Cup starts uh,
0: Thursday. How do you think he'll do on that? Um I think he's going to play. You know what? I think he's he's got so much momentum going for him right now. Minus uh Swedish twins that are breaking his windows with golf clubs or whatever. That happens. Uh, minus the uh the, the now he's kind of got the the love a little bit. Mm. And I think that that goes a long way especially for a guy that was arguably one of the best players and best known uh, athletes, if you want to put it that way, for I don't know how many years. One, one of the most competitive people on yeah. the planet yeah. to the point where people just didn't like him, thought he was a dick. Yeah. You know, was, you know.
2: Well, there's a lot of players, former and current, that think he's a dick. Yes. Maybe even one that he's chasing.
0: So... You think we
2: should maybe bring him in?
0: Well, and when it gets down to these, these, uh, in these records, if people are still pondering seriously that it would be... Uh, jack's record that he can still achieve come on
2: it's pretty close are we
0: going to uh it's do you see him coming in Dave? pretty
2: close yeah well you know what it's uh it's a good way of uh figuring out how things work so let's talk to him he is my favorite golfer of all time he is the leader of majors with 20 and he's here to discuss Tiger. It's Mr. Jack Nicholas. Jack, uh, good to talk to you, Golden Bear. How are things?
3: Well, it's 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 uh, it's great uh, to, to be on the show today. I I, I see that uh, old horny one on the one on the weekend, and uh, I was actually in Calgary myself with uh, Richards. You were. There's another dirty boy. <laughs> oh, he he he's you know. I I spent some time years ago uh, in uh, Calgary at the uh, Calgary Golf and Country Club. They call it uh, they call it Bushwood. <laughs> yeah, they do. They Do eh? Yeah, they they vacuum the grass. Like it's uh, it's old school, and uh, I used to do well myself. And in terms of girls, uh, they they gave me a nickname too, and that was the Calgary Tower. The Calgary? <laughs> they, they, they
0: named it the Calgary. Well, yeah, I didn't they, know that. They, yeah,
3: they did that. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, you know, I, I, not to to piss all over them, but when you build a tower, it probably should be, uh, you know, the the biggest building downtown. And a lot of people say, "What's the view like?" And I said, "Well, if you like, if you like to take, uh, you know, a look at to see what Steve is having in his office, like a subway sandwich, uh, then that's the view for you." Oh, I see—he's got an assorted with no pickles. You see, Dave, because the the view's not that high, so I'm, so I'm saying you
2: look at it. Yeah. I get it. Oh, Jack. Okay, Jack. Tiger, Tiger. He's he's three behind you for the Masters. A lot of people for the majors. A lot of people are looking forward to the Masters of next year. Do you think Do you think Tiger's going to chase you down and and topple your record of 20 majors? Dave, uh,
3: he he he's got as much chance of that happening as uh, Harvey Weinstein being the new Girl Scout leader. You know, I I just think <laughs> okay. that it, that's probably safe. Like, like. Rita McNeil trying to be a size six.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. maybe
3: she is now because she's <laughs>
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. rotting away somewhere. Yeah, that's a buffet for the worms. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, um, yeah um, Jack. Yeah, back on track here. Uh, so, so he wins for the first time in five years. A lot of people are calling this the greatest comeback in sports history. Is that is that maybe overdoing it just a tad? Oh, just a tad. I think that's. Like saying Stephen
3: Seagal was almost an Oscar Award winner. He, he, he look, his swing looks good. He's he's relaxed. Uh, you know, he's he's not trying to to kill the ball, which has always been a, a problem for him. That and all the the whores that he he'd plow at Denny's. But I, uh, you know, I, I'm happy for the kid. And uh, but he has no chance of uh, no chance. catching catching me.
2: Final question for you, Jack, before we let you go, because I know you're going to be heading off to the golf course. Uh, your favorite part of Calgary. Since you are the Calgary Tower.
3: I'd have to say uh, the Palomino. The Palomino. The, uh, the, the bar there. That, uh, you know, the basement, which they nickname uh, Hotel Notel, is always myself and guys like uh, Peter Marr. And uh, they don't know that about him, too. He's quite a... Okay. A, a, grabby is my nickname. Grabby. Yeah, yeah. And Rolly Sear, too. He seems like a great guy. But boy, I'll tell you, when those lights <laughs> go
2: off, it's like being in a lobster tank. Thanks, dude. That's a golden bear, Jack Nicholas. Uh, 20 majors, Tiger with 17, and they're already up odds if Tiger is oh, no. going to be oh, winning this next major. And we're still, well, we're not even on the same calendar year, Mike.
0: They're yeah. saying majors already. Oh, majors already. oh come yeah. on.
2: I'm just telling you the truth.
0: Let's uh, get to uh, a little, uh, some, just some of the issues we haven't uh, talked about. Uh, Max Domi. yes. So let's take a look and and let's have a listen to you know kind of how it transpires. And I'm I'm curious about your take. This, of course, is what it's almost a week old now. Yeah, Uh, and we know what the uh, suspension. A lot of lot of players, a lot of players have had uh, quite a bit to say about it. But this, of course, is his not his debut. But I mean, you know, when you're that new in a new city, I don't know if that played into it. But it also boils down to that question of when a guy isn't going to fight you. So here's sort of my preface for this whole thing. If you know the guy's not going to fight, we have no idea what they're saying. Is it okay just to not fight? Like if the guy's got his gloves on, he's not dropping anything, is it stupid to actually throw the punch regardless of what's being said, what's being happened, because it's a little behind the play, and let's have a look once again Property of the National Hockey League. Here's how it played.
4: Out of the zone Eckblad and domi are having a conversation i think max wants a little piece of ekblad here and he's not oh he's gonna make oh geez well domi can throw a
3: punch ask brian kessler Eckblad somehow get under his skin enough to make him drop that glove but we'll see what the this call is, is here had some
4: history with look at oh. well, this is... max domi will be out of this game i would imagine As they were battling in the corner. And Ekblad was not going to get involved. And Max Domi would not let it go. Here's a little shot in the back from little slash. Nothing wrong with that. That's just kind of battle. Pushback is normal. And Ekblad at this point is determined. I'm not going to be involved in this. Max Domi
0: doesn't let him get away from it. And there's the one with the fist. Okay, so. You're mixing it up with the guy,
1: Mm.
0: who's about a foot taller, by the way. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty obvious the guy at that moment isn't going to throw one. But does that mean you just immediately let down and don't do what you're going to do? I mean, how do how bad was it? And and obviously was you know they they came at him. He had the suspension. So, what do you do then?
2: Two training of thoughts in that situation. If you're you're agitating a guy into a fight, egging him on, and he doesn't want anything to do with you, you lip him off and you move on. From Ekblad's point of view, if the guy's in front of you, you got to defend yourself. Because Max Domi was on another planet, mentally-wise, when he's talking to the guy, and obviously he was hyped up that he was going to do something. you got to protect yourself. It's, it's almost like the old boxing um, boxing instructions, protect yourself at all times.
0: Well, it also, you know, his father has been in the odd incident. Uh, he has, yes. And I do remember that one time where it was the other Nylander. Was it, uh, uh, Michael.
2: Michael, the father, you mean? No, uh, it
0: was a uh, not Neilander. Sorry, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the name all of a sudden?
2: Because yeah, he uh, plays
0: for New Jersey. He skates by. He, there'd been an incident oh, beforehand.
2: Oh, uh, Niedermayer.
0: Ne- sorry, Niedemeyer. Where he, it was where was, was t- it Rob?
2: Yeah, uh, no, that was that was Scott. No, I'm pretty was sure it? it was Scott, right? Or was it Rob?
0: No, I'm getting confused. Well, yeah, no.
2: it was it was one of the Niedemeyers and he and he, and Domi came in and remember
0: he skates by really oh, yeah. close to Domi's and, yes. do, and like not protecting himself. No, 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 no. And then and then he knew that Ty probably couldn't like it it was a little bit of a I dare you to hit this face, I'm skating this close to you. Bingo. And then and Ty gets chucked. And I just think sometimes look, I, I get what they're trying to do. I under it was Scott. It was, it Scott. was Scott, okay. Yeah. That uh, there there's such a different understanding of what what the code is. In hockey, I used to understand it more. I probably understand it less, having played in the days that looked like Braveheart, <laughs> where if a guy came by and lipped off and you took a two-hander and you got him right across the face, it would be a penalty. All right, two minutes for you. Now they would throw you in jail. Like Now it would be like, I don't know how many games suspension and how much money you'd lose. And Russell, you're you're a hockey guy. When you heard about the suspension, when you see that, what's your take on that?
1: I thought it was a garbage suspension, and he should have definitely got regular season games for it. So, I, go, I, he, so he should have got
2: could, more than what he got.
1: I think have him play the rest of the preseason, whatever, suspend him for the first five to ten games of the regular season.
0: But ten games for that? you think you'd I'm, ten games?
1: I'm looking at it. I know there's the defense of Ekblad, oh, you got to defend yourself at all times. Domi throws about three of those sweater jab punches, and Ekblad's still not having it. And then when he looks to the ref to say, like, are you going to stop this guy? When he turns his head, that's when Domi dropped his glove and punched him. I don't think there's any place for that in the game. And there's no way he should have been suspended for five preseason games when he was maybe going to play two or three of those anyways.
2: That's a good point on that I uh, I don't know if I would have given him ten but maybe not ten the, but, but, the, five. but the stupidity of it yeah Just there has to be a message sent, and the NHL has so many different opportunities to send a message at a good time. Good time to suspend a players in the month of October, November, December maybe not so much in the months of and I know there'll be people out there listening to this going oh, I don't know but the NHL whether they want to Tell you or not are very lax. If this sort of thing happens in the month of March
0: or April, or heaven forbid, the postseason. Here's the other thing that makes it a little easier for the uh, for the NHL, and because they and don't say that they're not that way because they are. It's Max, Max Domi, hmm. whatever. If it's a bigger name, if it's Connor McDavid, if, if if it's Matthews, if it's if it's John Tavares, if it's if it's uh, I don't know Johnny Hockey, if it's somebody of a certain uh, stature in the league. They, the wheel of justice spins a little bit. No offense to the Domi family, it's Max Domi, if you wanted to be a little heavier on this, just to sort of uh, in terms of, of of how you're going to penalize players, this might have been an easy one. right? Because I don't think, I mean, what, the Montreal Canadiens this year, one way or the other, going to be jumping off the building because he can't play for five games? And that's not, and if it was five regular season games, as Russell just said, I'm surprised he didn't do it. That sort of surprised me a little bit. Now, If we're talking about cleaning up hockey, and, of course, the NHL is telling us that people don't like fighting. Nobody likes fighting. Well, then, uh, was it hockeyfights.com? Then that wouldn't exist. (laughs) Some of the comments in there kill me. They're very funny. Oh, yes. And people apparently don't like these kinds of things. But what if you go to the North American Hockey League I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's like a junior tier two, you know, uh, league. This is Corpus Christi and the Lone Star Brahmas. You no, know, people, people Brahmas. As in the Brahma Bowl, man. You know, like the Texas Longhorn? You got it. Like that, like a big Brahma Bowl. So this is, uh, I think, is it in Corpus Christi? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Here's what's weird. There's also a, a girl doing the color. And you can criticize one way or the other who you know that, and of course, in terms of do you have females doing this? Is there is there really? I'm not sure uh, how much she adds, but there is a weirdness to this melee, including goaltenders deciding whether they they want to fight or not. But this is all old time hockey. Once again, I'm sure property of uh, the North American Hockey League and HockeyFights.com. Drink it in. That's McCormick. Who went
4: scrambling? Was that Frankie?
0: Frankie oh, Stanil.
4: So Stanil with a check on the back, end, and then McCormick just chases after oh, him.
1: Oh, Oh boy!
4: A scrap over by the ice race bench, and we got a full-on brawl. Full-time hockey. Falling down the ice is Martin. You got Brennan in there with Love. Some pushing and shoving, and Allard. Going after Morgan. Oh, Stenel then now still still As we got a full out line ball Here come our goalies Feeney Skating out with the best Saying hey Should we do it Should we tussle
0: Watch the goalie. Nah
4: They're talking about it <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen Feeney's a chill guy He's, He would have the reach on. Best. Keep watching Both teams With a hearty stick tap here We got jerseys coming off Hey. Oh, best in Feeney. Feeney rips the
0: And that one goalie yes. kinda suckers him.
4: Feedy's helmet is off.
0: He's the one who said he didn't want to fight.
4: Right hook by Feedy brings Best to Look the at ground.
0: This. Look at that yard sale.
1: You found something like this brewing.
0: <laughs> okay, Russell, you're the sensitive. You're the younger generation. You're the one that upset about bad language and certain. Guys saying stuff. You said you were crying about uh, Domi's. Uh, what about that? Do you like that?
1: I love fights like that. <laughs> I, I love fights where both people are agreeing to fight.
0: See, you should be then the head of the NHL, don't you think? In terms of 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 suspensions, uh, because one guy will go five. Okay, Ty Domi you get five, and then the guy. Well, how about this terrible fight? No, that was cool. No, that was great. That was awesome. I like that. Nobody gets anything. Nothing. No, <laughs> give him ice cream.
2: That was great. I don't like the goalie, uh, uh, kind of jumping in afterwards. Make your decision up while you're skating to center ice whether or
0: not you're going to go.
2: I I thought I didn't see that if fight you, previous. If but, you
0: if because so the guy gives the shoulder shrug and goes, nah, we don't have to do anything. Yeah. And then as he skates towards one player, that same goalie jumps yeah. him. See, I didn't I didn't like that perspective of it. I thought because
2: I didn't see that video prior to. I thought that one of the goalies was going to get involved with some of the players. So if that happens, then the other guy has to jump in because you have to even it out, just like if a goalie – is holding on to somebody in his crease. Well, it's mandatory for the opposition goalie to skate down the ice and do something about it. So I, I don't like the way. I don't like the way it, it, it kind of uh, manufactured itself into the fight. Yeah. And if I'm the goalie that's getting jumped, I'm like triple pissed. Well, and I want to kick the crap out see, of you because of what you just did.
0: Th- then you got to my initial reaction. Okay. It's like I go up there, and goes, no problem, and then I get jumped.
2: Oh man. I, okay. Oh. This
0: this is maybe enough for everybody. You, you
2: turn into Hulk fast. The,
0: the first thing I do. Is I break my own goalie stick over my knee, and then I take the sharp end and I skewer just under his jaw, go right through his head like 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 The Walking Dead, where the blood starts gushing out the top as his brains spew onto the ice. Then I then I spit on him. <sighs> yeah. Now other people might do it differently. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I just that's not top of my head. Other people, he, he, other people might could, uh, do it different. Right. Like maybe not. No, it's no, that's fair. Decapitating a guy. Like, I'm just uh, saying, like some good Steven Seagal. Uh, yeah, okay. Arm break. That there, there you go. Would yeah. you break a guy's arm on the ice if you could, if you knew how? Um, I <laughs> <laughs> see. This is a nice conversation. I would. <laughs> oh, so so let's say you're rolling on the ice and they can't because they're trying to get there's like there's like, there's like yeah. literally twenty guys fighting and he's on and he started it and I had a chance to break his arm. Would you do it? Maybe. Yeah, I would. Maybe. Russell, would you would you break a guy's arm? No, he's upset. Now, <laughs> now, he's, now he's upset. Uh, it depends on the guy. Uh, speaking of upset, uh, <laughs> just maybe for uh, Leaf fans, I think sometimes they see Phil Kessel in in a in a in a dressing room, and just the way he talks. There's just something, certainly more in this city, maybe than any place else, that they just don't like the guy. So I'm just curious when you see this is Pittsburgh now. This is Pittsburgh, and off season, so they're you know. Just getting underway now, but doesn't the talk? The talk seems like there's always got to be some sort of issue. So apparently, this one is with uh, him and his coach. So they're asking about Sully. Is there an issue? And it and I think in uh, people in Toronto, I, I don't know. We'll ask Russell's as a Leaf fan. When you see this, does it bring out feelings that people seem to have about Phil Kessel in the city?
1: Great team and a great run. Phil, were you surprised to see someone talk about there being a problem between you and Sully? What was your side of that? You know, I think some people make issues that aren't there and, you know, uh, it is what it is.
3: I know. I could probably speak for everybody. When we would write something about, like, maybe there's an issue with Sully or maybe the Penguins might trade, Phil, we get crushed with emails and tweets and everything <laughs> from fans. And I wonder, could you sort of talk about the fan support you've gotten here? in Yeah. Wolfsburg?
1: The fans have been great to me. The um, My years here, and you know uh, we've had some good years here. So uh, you know I love them, and you know they've always been supportive, and they're great fans here.
0: So when you see that Russell bug you, not bug you, does it sound similar? Do you because some people really have an issue with Phil, and it's been years. He hasn't been here in years.
1: Yeah, no, it it sounds familiar. I guess I don't hate it or anything. Like I I love Kessel. Like I do agree he had to go based on the way they were rebuilding this team, but. I have nothing against Kessel. He spent six or seven years here being our best player every year, and they didn't build around him. I have no, yeah, nothing against Phil as a person or player. And yes, this does sound familiar because arguments with like Randy Carlisle and. Or mm, just
0: an issue, Dave. That, what do you but... think?
2: Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe we're seeing what Phil Kessel's all about. And I don't mean this in a bad way because that sounds bad, but maybe there's an expiry date to a Phil Kessel in a market. He had it in Boston, he had it in Toronto, a little bit longer in Toronto when you look at it, and now he's having it in Pittsburgh. Maybe he moves on, maybe maybe Phil is a Florida Panther, maybe Phil is a Los Angeles King. You know what I'm saying? Like there you get that a lot with coaches and you get that with certain personalities in sport, not just hockey. Phil Kessel is a very good player and he's going to continue to be a very good player for a number of years, but if, if you're of the notion of, and I still remember to this day because I covered the world uh, juniors at that time. It was the Kessel Crosby one on one confrontation, Canada US. These are two guys that are going to be parallel in careers. Uh, no, they're <sighs> no, they're not. No, they're not. But Phil Kessel is a very good NHLer and he's going to continue to be whether he's on the Penguins or not.
0: Here's another polarizing guy. He had made statements beforehand saying, you know, with the concussions and if they were going to bring me in in Montreal, then how come they're not playing me? Here's the game against the Bombers. Uh, again, we'll come back. We'll get uh, Dave's take on just what happened and how you weigh the performance of Johnny Manziel against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers.
4: Manziel looking for his first completion of the night. Pass to does escape. It has a first down around the 38-yard line. So his 10 points. He's been the preferred target so far tonight at the 19-yard line. They get a little breathing room. Boom. At some point, they've got to see what they have in number two and if he can make the transition to Canada. Okay, here they come again. Javon Santos knocks. Green is set for standback, and he's got a first down. Seven against Montreal last week. That's the most by any team in a game this year. Pressure on again. Manziel gets away. An old lane from Manziel, and he gets tripped up. But... Think forward progress enough for a first down. An ankle tackle from Craig.
0: As you see, there's a theme here.
4: Oh, that's actually with an edge in time of possession so far tonight. Manziel takes a look and now downfield. Here he Oh, he took a hard hit from Marcus Sales. Mm-hmm. And then they've got something going yeah, here. It's, it's a throwback to Mansell. A lot of room there and Johnny Van for a run inside the with 25
0: okay so now receiving um, <laughs> <laughs> my quick take is this you can see what he can do athletically he has the football IQ that still exists yep he's just on a shite team with not a lot of protection not a lot of weapons and at some point no matter who you are I don't know how good you're supposed to look I see the TSM panel kind of grilled him a little bit after the game. I was a little surprised by that. It's 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 not that I sit there and people say, what, are well, you a lover? I see you always defend him. All I'm looking is at the athlete himself in what I think is, uh, I said it time and time again, the most difficult position to play in all of sport. He just doesn't have enough around him or in front of him or beside him or behind him. Yep. And so I'm not going to sit there and say, this is not bust performance. This is not, and look, I'm not even talking about going back to the NFL. I'm just talking about playing here. I'm just talking about me as starting quarterback uh, in the CFL. I think it's there. I just think the situation is terrible.
2: It is a terrible situation uh and you know what if you want to grade him for what he's done in this season this is his best CFL game to date. That's that's pure and simple. It's 212 yards passing. He ran the ball a little bit. I wish personally, I think he should take off with the ball a little more often. I know a lot of people sit there and say, ah, it's a crutch. It's like, no, no, it's Johnny Manziel. And that's what he does very well. We've seen other quarterbacks succeed with this sort of method. Scare them with your feet, not just your arm. Catching the ball, whatever. You know, you play a little bit of trickery here and there. He's the type of athlete that could do it, so do it. I think he'll get better and better once he gets surrounded by a little bit of talent. It's kind of disappointing that Montreal is kind of stripped of that, even in that trade with Hamilton, because they give away a good receiver, a CFL all-star on defense, plus multiple picks. And it's like, ah. But the good thing about the CFL, It's easy to build in an offseason. You just have to have the right scouting staff and the right player personnel to get the job done. I hope he's back next year as well. I know this season isn't over just yet, but it is for the Montreal Alouettes, but uh, his best game to date.
0: And finally, what have we learned today? Well, we've learned a very important lesson. You can date porn stars. You just can't marry them. What? You're welcome the kids
4: become best friends yep
0: oh chasing the day oh. want to
4: go do karate in the garage
0: Yep. Angela summers too. <laughs> and jamie summers and it's i don't know any girl that was named summers you know i don't know what information necessarily people get from the show we all know what the scores are we don't need that we broke down some stuff but i really thought at heart that's what this was all about today and, and do you go to preseason games in the NHL? I do not. Let's get to ball. I save my drinking for other times. I mean game watching. Remember to subscribe to RawMikeRichards.com. We will have some very interesting, as I keep saying, announcements coming. It's in the works. You're gonna love it. But to know more, make sure you subscribe to Raw Mike Richards and the dedicated YouTube channel. Just do it.